Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. The voice you hear in studio is the fabulous actor Simon Delaney. Good Hi, Simon. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Simon, a, a good a question to ask a dub. Do you know what a calf lick is? Not the hair thing. Do you know what, like a, something you'd give to a cow? I thought it was the hair thing. No. Yeah, I thought it was the hair thing as well. No, we, we heard about it this morning on the show. Somebody won a calf lick in a raffle. Lorraine has been on to us mm. to tell us that a calf lick is a multivitamin for a cow. Oh, so it's, it's, it's a, like lollipop, a lollipop, but it's multivitamins. Right. How do you say chopper chups? The lollipop. Chopper chups. I say, how I should you say it? Well, I say chupa chups. We've discovered <laughs> <laughs> chupa chups. Is that a vitamin sandy man? Is it? I'll have a box of chupa chups. Like. <laughs> I'm from Port Marnock. I should be saying that. That's why I've always chups. said chupa chups. And then yeah. I said it today, and they all started laughing yeah. at me. Oh, no, I'm not surprised. And not just us, the entire country is yes, laughing at you. Because it's totally wrong. Not chupa chups. If it was chupa chups, it'd be C H E W. Chup, no, chupa. it's because they're made in Spain, and in Spain yeah. they say chupa chups. Do they really? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm clinging. That's what I'm clinging on to. Simon. Oh I'm my to. word! Uh, hey, anyway, making you laugh. Anyway, look, that's a good start <laughs> for the morning. I'm glad I got up early now. Oh lord! We have heard that your show, The Price at the Gate Theatre, is super soups. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's super. So it is. It's a super show. or super. Uh, it's going great, yeah, yeah. yeah. So far, so good. Tell, tell us about it. what's the because it's an it's an Arthur Miller play, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's uh, Arthur Miller. So it's a classic Arthur Miller. It was written in '67, I think. And uh, one of the reviews of the weekend said it's as relevant today as it was back then because mm. it deals with family and money and how certain family members remember certain events and they're convinced that's what happened and it's not. It's it's basically about two estranged brothers who haven't seen each other in 16 years who are coming together to sell the final parts and pieces of their father's late father's estate. Right. But they haven't seen each other in 16 years. We find out why in the play. Uh, the two brothers, one, they both went in different directions. One became a very successful doctor. Character I played, joined the police force in New York and has been walking a beat for 28 years and there's all sorts of family dilemmas but it's gone great so far We've, we're in week three of eight now so and you playing a New Yorker you New I'm York playing a New York guy yeah give me a box of those chupa chups <laughs> he, would he would definitely say chupa chups he would he say chupa he would, I want a box of chupa yeah, chups man. you crazy <laughs> chupa chups uh, do, you, do you think that that story though is like it's a, it's a great review to get but does it feel like it's still relevant when you're doing a play that's 150 years old yeah 100% yeah. um there's a reason plays are classics, you know, mm. uh, the, because they stand up. And this story, like, there are moments in the play where you can physically hear the audience going, oh, because it's still relevant. It's yeah. Still, you mm. know, once you're talking about family and money, and that should have been mine, but hang on, he said, I could have that. And that's where, that's all still relevant. Yes, yeah, totally. Uh, and also they discussed, like, the, you know, that they're struggling financially. That's still relevant today. Um, unfortunately, things haven't changed. Mm. In Speaking of parents, I know that you lost your parents quite Fairly young. young. Yeah, yeah, I was only nineteen when my mum died, and then my dad died seven years after that. So I was a, I was an orphan at twenty six. Mm. Did they ever see you act? 
They, no, my mum never did. My dad saw me do a few amateur productions, you know, uh, a few musicals back in the day, but they never saw me do anything professionally, like in the West End or mm. theatre here or television or film. But my dad was in showbiz back in the day. He was in the show bands. Back oh, in the day, yeah. what did he do? He played the clarinet and the sax, and he was lead vocal in a band called the Rebel Show Band. The Rebel yeah. Show Band, wow. I have a really dodgy picture of them that I found on the internet. And my dad had white hair, and he has a crew cut. <laughs> and he's bent back. With the saxophone, oh, amazing, yeah, pretty cool. So yeah. he had some great stories from back in the day touring the country. Brilliant, because they were all working full time. Yeah, and then they gigged Friday, Saturday, mm. Sunday nights around the country. They had standing residencies in bars and hotels, but and then back to work Monday and morning. And then back to work Monday morning. Mm. Yeah, but I think you know if he'd had his way, he would have probably wanted to do it professionally. He played with Sinatra once. Wow, you're joking! I know, I know. Yeah, they did this six-week residency in a place called the Hayes Hotel in New York, which I've since tried to find, and of course it's gone. Right. <clears throat> and uh, the rumour went that um, Sinatra did two nights with them. Now, whether it's true or not, I ah, don't know. That doesn't matter. No. You the just story's you great. Yeah. Into that story, yeah. yeah. So that was his pub story, you know. Do you find that when you go looking for those clues... You know, whether it's the old photos or the hotels, do yeah. you find the more information you get about your dad or your parents that it tells you a bit more about yourself? Yeah, it, absolutely. It informs you. You know, you realise why you're the person you are. You know, I did when I I did. Who do you think you are? Oh, it must be eight, nine years ago, fourteen, and that was an incredible journey going back. And I remember Ryan Tuberty was on the same series, and I heard him talking about his episode, and he said it was like shaking hands with ghosts, and mm-hmm. it was. And I'll tell you one really bizarre story if we have. Time. Love time, go for it. So we were looking at my gr- my grandfather, my granddad Delaney, who I never met. He he passed away before we were born, and I, we knew that he'd been in the uh, Royal Dublin Fusiliers, so he fought in World War One, and he was in the he, one of the founding members of the British Legion here in Dublin. And we only really ever had one photograph of him, and it was a very stiff photograph with a row of medals on his mm-hmm. chest, <clears throat> and that was it. So during the show, we meant to met this young military historian who from the photograph was able to tell me what the medals were, so where he fought. Wow. And then we found a service number, so he was able to lay out his entire four-year military history. It was fascinating stuff. Mm. Anyway, he, the guy said to me, have you got the medals? I said, no. I said, my dad never even had those medals. That's just a photograph, you know? show goes to where, and about a year later, the guy directed a good pal of mine, Jerry Hope, and rang me and said, remember the guy we met, the military historian? He wants to give you a call. Can I give him your number? I said, go ahead. It was a lovely guy, Connor. Good morning, Connor. And uh, he rang me and he said, uh, I was down in, <clears throat> I think it was Longford, and he was at a house clearance sale, and he was buying sort of military mm. memorabilia, mm. you know, belts and clips and bullets and things. And he bought two boxes of stuff for a fiver out of this house. It was getting yeah. cleared. He said, I found your grandfather's medals. No, the actual medals. And I went, ah, Connor. I just got no, shivers said, there. And he said, I brought the stuff home, I put it out on the kitchen table, and I'm going through it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he said, I found this robe, there's four medals, on a bar. And he said, God, the last time I saw those medals in that order was that photograph of Simon Delaney's grandfather. He said, it couldn't be. And he turned the medal around. T. Delaney. T. Delaney. Military number. Oh, oh my so God. I have the medals. You have oh, That's unbelievable. Like my father never had them. Yeah. But I have them now. And do you believe in things like the universe working to get those back to you? One hundred percent. The same episode, the same story. We were. I was at my grandfather's grave in the in the military cemetery in Blackhorse Avenue, and the director said, "Now read this article. Google your grandfather, the Irish Independent. This article came up from the British Legion in 1920 mm. something or other." He said, "Just just read it out there." And I went, "Okay." Yeah, I, and it said. Um, 
Thomas Delaney, honorary chairman of the British Legion, uh, called the meeting to order at the head offices of uh, the British Legion at 16 Bachelor's Walk. And this was the <laughs> TV the show, show that you were the star of. I walked past that building for three years. For yeah. And my grandfather had chaired meetings of the British Legion in there. But it's not mad about the medals. Like, if you saw stuff like that stories. in a movie, you'd go... Ah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, never going to happen. But it's bizarre, and I have them at home physically. Like, the thoughts that my father never saw them. Mm. And I have them. Like, it skipped a generation. Mad, isn't it? Yeah, that is unbelievable. <laughs> Love it. Well, they'd obviously be very proud of what you're doing now. We're sad that you're not on the telly, though, because I know you've left your uh, Ireland AM I did, presenting yeah, slot. I went, I left there about seven, eight months ago, mainly because I was I was going up to Belfast to shoot a new series, um, a new six-part drama series for the BBC and Showtime called The Woman in the Wall with the brilliant Ruth Wilson and Darren McCormack. So we spent five months filming that. That's going to be out in October. And Was that uh, Ruth Wilson from The Affair? <clears throat> correct. Amanda. Yes, she's wonderful. wonderful. That's the show about the Magdalene Laundries? Correct. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, so that's October. That's, yeah, and it's, it, there's a reason it's October. It's going to go over and across Halloween because it's kind of a horror kind of vibe. To gotcha. It. It's, a, it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of work. And then I did a film over in Berlin with um, Katie Kuoku, which is out, I think, next month on Amazon. Oh, what's that one about? Uh, it's called, crikey, what's, it's called Roleplay. And her and her husband, <clears throat> uh, they like to get involved in right. roleplay and they get mixed up in a murder. And I play a New York detective again. Like, I'm being <laughs> You're getting typecast oh, yeah. as an Irish lad. That's no? right, Dale. No, obviously, chop a job. <laughs> 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 Simon Delaney catch him in the Gate Theatre right now to the 3rd of June uh, The Price is running there and as Simon said at the start it's getting rave reviews no, no wonder uh, Fair play We Thanks never even mentioned in. United What's the what the hell? How have we talked for 10 it's minutes very hard not to United. talk about them and swear Yes <laughs> so Although we're through to the FA Cup final <laughs> to stop City winning the treble They won't even win the double No Hey he's got it He said it here now lads yeah. He said it here now If you can see both their faces neither of them believe that's <laughs> correct Correct, I don't know. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am.